Just to round off now by a few thoughts about things that can minimise grief. We're very familiar with the Beatitudes, Jesus saying in Matthew chapter 5 and verse 4, Blessed are those who mourn, for they shall be comforted. And this is how Phillips translates that same passage. How happy are those who know what sorrow means, for they will be given courage and comfort. And the message in its rather distinctive way says, You're blessed when you feel you've lost what is most dear to you. Only then can you be embraced by the one most dear to you. It's not the way we naturally think, is it, that we're blessed when we lost? We rather think we're blessed if we've got and make a big song and dance about it. But Jesus said, blessed are those who are poor in spirit. And literally, I believe in the Greek that it means blessed are those who are beggars in spirit. It's not a word that the English translators dare use because our connotation of what a beggar is doesn't quite match up. And so they simply say those who are poor in spirit. But it simply means those who are most aware of their need for him. Do you know, the Soviet Union, at the, towards the end of its lifespan, as it were, sent a high-level delegation to Sweden saying, look, we have tried desperately for 70 years to get rid of all traces of Christianity from Russia. We've done this, that, and the other, and it's been horrendous, frankly. We've done this, that, and the other, and frankly, we haven't really succeeded. But you in Sweden have got church attendance down to a minute percentage which always is strange to me because Norway's attendance of church is high, but Sweden is very low. And they said, how have you done it? And you know, it's extraordinary what the answer was when they went into it in great detail. It turned out to be something very good that had caused the problem, not persecution that they'd tried. It was the welfare state. Welfare provision is so good in Sweden that people feel cared for from cradle to grave and therefore they feel no need for the Lord. Isn't that extraordinary? Something you'd say is a really good thing to work towards with all your heart, a better social service, social system, had actually inadvertently become the very thing from people recognising their need for God. It's extraordinary. So blessed are the poor in spirit. Wow. Pray for areas you know that you're in grief over, but also give the Lord the chance to show you areas where you've glossed over and actually haven't actually realised you have felt grief over. Now that's a bit of a boomerang thought, but maybe in the course of the next few days, having sowed that idea, you'll find ideas coming up. You think, yeah, I haven't processed that actually. And it's not narcissistic to lift it to the Lord and let his light shine into it. Because as always, once you've processed it, you find an amazing thing happening. The Lord tends to lead you to other people who are going through something similar and you're able to impart the vigour and the freshness that you've gained through going through it to others. Seek to be one who can truly weep with those who weep just as you can rejoice when they're rejoicing. Don't run away from their presence. Appreciate what we've got. We're back with the gratitude attitude, savouring things. Find ways to pass on to people what they mean to you now, while they're alive and with you, rather than waiting to write up the obituary later. 
write a living letter to people to express how much you mean to them. I love the promise in Hosea 2.15 that the valley of Achor, the valley of trouble, shall be turned into a door of hope. The valley of Achor was a notoriously dangerous gorge near Jericho. It was a hideout for brigands and snakes and scorpions. And yet God turned that into a gateway for hope. And as we confront inner trouble and external dangers alike, we'll experience more of God's tenderness and power as we pass across dark and difficult gorges. And I pray for each one of us, Father, that we won't duck and dodge and pretend that all's fine and put on our I'm fine face when actually we need to say, Lord, I'm feeling really fragile in this part. Because, Lord, you love to work through the least, the last, the lost, the weak, Father, are the ones you choose to do many of your most beautiful things through. So we don't pretend to a strength, Lord, that looks good on the outside, but is really not so good on the inside. We ask you to make us authentic. And as authentic people, Lord, we will weep as Jesus wept. And I pray that we can be there for each other. And that, Lord, we won't be glib and pushing them to be healed faster than they can be. For the simple truth is, Lord, that not everybody we pray for for healing is healed there and then. And it's not right that we make them feel condemned for that. Give us the sensitivity of your love and the depths of your compassion. Fill us afresh, Lord, with the power of your spirit to face everything we have to face. Even as Ros was praying earlier, Father, so fill us, Father, with that which is most pleasing in your sight. In Jesus' name. Amen.